You're listening to The Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. Hey, what's going on, you guys? It's episode number 82 of The Ron and Don Show, and you can find it uh, right there at ronanddon.com. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by. It's episode 82. As I said, we really appreciate you. And all this brought to you by our great partners. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios right now. He's Ron. I'm Don. Uh, my son is in the other room right now as we're doing some homeschooling, and I bet you're doing that too. What we're going to do is hit some headlines, and we're recording this, just so you know, on a Tuesday afternoon, and this will drop on Wednesday morning. So we're going to hit some headlines. Also, a local hospital, you're looking for a way to help. If you sew, if you can sew things, uh, a local hospital is asking for some help and also a a local police agency. So we'll get into that. And then before we get out of here, it is story time with the sheriff down in Pierce County. Uh, Ed Troyer is supposed to join us today. Uh, We'll probably see him later in the week uh, as the sheriff there has called an emergency meeting. Of course, he's the PIO, uh, the public information officer, and the sheriff's office in Pierce County going through some transitions right now as a sheriff is supposed to retire at this very moment. So uh, so we'll see what Sheriff Pastor decides to do. Let's hit some headlines right now. Ron, it was kind of interesting to me. I'm just going to throw some headlines your way and get your thoughts. Uh, there's a picture that is circulating right now, and it just says Seattle's a ghost town. Other people are calling it a death zone. What is your reaction to Seattle being a ghost town or a, or a death zone? Well, we talked about this earlier in a couple episodes ago with Ed Troyer, is you had some yahoos that forced the governor's hand to shut things down into this uh, shelter in place. And when the national media picked up footage of people on Alki Beach uh, playing volleyball and sitting right within the six feet radius and yucking it up uh there was no other outlet like the 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 governor had to respond to this criticism of saying california whose economy is way bigger than washington they've already sheltered in place you had illinois with chicago the third largest city in america they've already ordered shelter the shelter in place the governor i think was trying to preserve as much of our economy as he could uh, and, and hoping that people would, would act responsibly, and they didn't. And so now, uh, with the reaction of that, you're going to see stories like you just described. And I think it's fair. I think it's fair, in a sense, to say that, because we did have the first case in America, in North America, happened in Washington State. It was in the epicenter of this retirement community, so you had a disproportionate amount of deaths. And so from a national media perspective, like, what is going on, Washington? Like, you're, you're lagging behind you were ahead then you're behind now you're catching up and i think it comes down to people that aren't weren't taking it seriously that were out there doing uh, disobeying all of the edicts uh from our our people in charge and so he had no choice but to shut it down do you do you, do you think i'm okay on that well I, and it's not really shut down right it's not really locked down because when you look you, you can't arrest your way out of this. You can't. You can't put this on your police force or even the National Guard. Uh, it's people that you're, I mean, we're just going to have to trust citizens now uh, to do the right thing. Uh, there's a park that I typically play in with my son, and I went by that park today. There is nobody in that park, and a couple of days ago, the park was packed. Uh, there's a, when we went by his school, usually the playground is packed with kids, Uh even two days ago, it was packed with kids. There were no kids on that playground today. And we've been encouraged to go out and exercise. What I've done is created a board. You talked a lot about structure. We have a friend named uh, Emily in our office. She said she created a board 
uh, for each child. So my son and I did that last night. We sat down. I had him on the right side of the board write out everything that he does every day. And then what we did is we set up times, we set up structure, and we had G-Force Elementary School uh, open today. How, how did that work? You know what? He, I can really tell there's a difference in him today because he feels like uh, in fact, he came over here. He did arts and crafts. We threw the football around. We have football practice today. Uh, we also have been practicing our sword fights. So we've been out doing sword fights. And then we did reflex math today. We've I want to be in G-Force Elementary. Yeah, These are all good activities. We've done writing. And then also a lot of our creative writing, we have picked 12 people that we're reaching out to, to uh, during this time. He wrote some great cards today uh, for neighbors and for his aunts and his grandmothers. Uh, so he, I really think it's important. Uh, for kids right now, especially, that they feel some kind of structure. And then what that does is his parent, that creates structure for me because you kind of have to be on a, on a time schedule today. We also started, to, like he made his lunch today uh, for the first time and the lunch was great and we really enjoyed it. Uh, so he's learning those things too. I think that this is, it's a change in title, but I think most people, this isn't a huge difference. Like if you are already working at home, this isn't much of a change. Uh, I think if you are on that list, it's a very, very long list of essential jobs. So yeah. if you're in food service or you work at a grocery store or you work at a gas station, you work at a bank, like all of those things are unaffected as well. But like we've seen with Boeing and with the airline industry, like the, some big employers here locally that shut in, we had a death at the Boeing plant uh, up north. And so to shut that down is a big deal. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very big deal for the economy there. And uh, even with Amazon saying we're going to hire 100,000 people, like that doesn't happen overnight. And so like there are def definitely huge ripples here. Yeah. All right, another uh, headline. Uh, President Trump says he wants to open up the economy again, make sure we open up these cities, including Seattle, by Easter. Uh, what, is your, what is your feeling on that? Because he is in a tough spot. Uh, he's in a re-election cycle. If this economy continues to grind to a halt and you don't get this thing jump-started, at the end of the day, he's probably thinking about his seat in the White House and losing that seat. So as a result of that, is this political or is it just the right thing to do for the economy uh, to get it going in a couple of weeks ago? Well, I mean, you bring up politics. It's hard for me to not delve into that a, a little bit in that, uh, you know, the Republicans now are basically proposing all of these things like, hey, free health care and we're sending out free money and, you know, all of these concepts that... A month ago, Bernie Sanders was a lunatic for even bringing up universal basic income or Medicaid for all. All these concepts now are mm. kind of rolled into this bill. Yeah. Hey, this is basically a version of Medicaid for all. Mm. You get tested, you don't have to pay for the test. People are saying, hey, Amazon, you need to pay. If someone gets COVID-19, you need to pay their, their uh, sick leave. All of these concepts that were a week ago were communist and socialist are now rolled into a bill. So that, in a sense, has, you know, fill in the blank on your own irony there. Uh, but yeah, he is in a tough spot. I think that we saw the markets rebound a little bit today uh, and, and go up. I, I saw, I, I've been checking, I know I shouldn't be checking my uh, my investment account, but I have been and it was, I felt really good about it today. Oh good. Because there was a big green number. That's awesome. Uh, and so I Green felt, is good. Green, green is, is good. good. Green and is always for good. For a while yeah. there, it was red, 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 red uh. straight across the board. And so to see green, I felt good about that. But yeah, I, I think I, I'm trying to stay apolitical on this. Um, the, we, we see China and I know this was something we talked about off the air. 
China Wuhan, which is where this uh, virus originated, uh, Wuhan is is starting to send waves of people back to work, and so they are starting. There's a couple car manufacturers over there that are, are turning the uh, the power back on and and starting to manufacture goods and services. And so we're seeing uh, uh, about two and a half months. It looks like was the elapsed time that happened there in Wuhan, and it's going to take them an additional what did you say, 20, 14 days or so to sort of phase back in these different industries. And so I think people are seeing how dependent we are on world trade. And so when you think about a shortage of medical supplies, a lot of those are manufactured in China. And so you and I have a very good friend that had imports from China. And he's like, hey, should I import a, 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 a container full of N95 masks? It's like, probably. Yeah, you should. You probably should. Yeah. And so, but that comes from China. And so that supply chain, if you don't have it already in place where you know somebody that can source things in China, it has to get manufactured to spec. It has to be loaded onto a, into a container. That container has to get loaded onto a ship. That ship has to have all its paperwork in order to get over to the United United States unloaded, etc. Mm-hmm. It's not something where you go to Amazon, say, give me a, a, a semi full of N95 masks and it shows up in prime. Like it, there's a supply chain that if the people aren't in the factory over in China, then they don't get made. Yeah. <sighs> Terms we're using. Uh, we didn't know a couple days or a couple weeks ago. Ron was just talking. We were just talking about the 95 mask, right? What is the 95 mask? Where are they going? Who's producing these? Why aren't there enough? And you're not going to believe what a local hospital up in Everett, Washington has encouraged their employees to do. To go home, protect yourselves, and make a mask. In fact, one of the nurses just sent me a picture of her mask today. So that gave us an idea. A big idea. If you got a sewing machine at home, we'll tell you what that big idea is next. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. New episodes on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Force O'Neill. Thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Ron and Don Show, episode number 82 on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Thanks for checking in with us, you guys. Real quick, we keep hearing about the 95. This mass they call, this magical mass they call the, the 95. And there aren't enough of them. There also aren't enough tests. We found out today. Uh, The CDC sent test kits to all 50 states early on when they saw this happening in China. But a test kit only covers three to 400 people. And each state got one, two, maybe three test kits if they were lucky. Regardless of population or of uh, infection rate. Yeah. So that's (laughs) one of the reasons why the CDC is struggling and all these hospitals and care providers, uh, they are struggling throughout the healthcare system. 
because there's not enough of these 95s. Now, these 95 masks, what are they? What's your understanding of the 95 masks? Well, the ratings on a mask is uh, the size of a particulate matter that can make it through the mask. And so uh, it, it goes by microns, I believe. And like, let's say, for instance, you're in woodworking and you just you have big pieces of, of dust flying around, the big particles, you don't need a super high rating because you're just trying to keep the dust out of your nose and out of your mouth. Right. And so you can just get that one that we've all seen at the drugstore that's like a round shape and it's got the little metal clip on the top uh that that mask is fine to do something like uh like a woodworking deal if if you are around chemicals if you are around uh respiratory infections like this you want that rating to go up because the particles are smaller and so you want that mask to be able to capture those particles the disposable ones in, in the medical field now you uh, for sanitary reasons everything either has to be disposable or you have to sanitize it and so like when you go to the dentist office and they bring out maybe they bring out a tray with the with your hygienist is going to clean you that tray has been into a machine that takes it to temperature sterilizes the metal and then they can bring it out and use it in your mouth everything else is disposed of at each individual iteration. So if it's a plastic cap that goes on the tool, that gets thrown away. If it's a pair of gloves, you take the gloves off, you throw them away. The bib that you wear gets thrown away, and they usually do that in hospitals as well. The thing they're having now is it used to not be a problem to have a whole wall full of gloves, a whole wall full of masks, a whole wall full of of suits that you could put on. And so because there's been so many people going into the hospitals and emergency rooms, and those supply lines that we talked about in segment one have been severed in a lot of ways because factories are shut down around the world. The, you don't have a shipment coming in every week that, to replenish your supplies. And in, in, in medical situations, you have to meet a minimum threshold. That minimum threshold is N95. Yeah. So there's a worldwide shortage of what they call the 95. A lot of police departments don't have the 95. Uh, and in fact, uh, the Pierce County Sheriff's Department, they are making their own masks. Uh, what they've done is they have reached out to people in the community uh, that are seamstresses and work in uh, uh, places where... Like uh, costume designers. Yeah, or where they do tailoring. And what they have decided to do, and I'm going to put pictures of this up on our Facebook page, and we'll also send this to you in our newsletter, is... Uh, it's, it's a black mask with a thin blue line on it, and they'll be handing these out to the sheriffs of the Pierce County Sheriff's Department. And this is the motto, something, because it's certainly not the 95, but something is better than nothing is what they are saying. Now, let me tell you, uh, and listen to me if you have a sewing machine or you know somebody that has a sewing machine, because we're going to have to light a fire here. And we need your help. In fact, they need your help up in Everett, Washington uh, at Kaiser. And in fact, one of the nurses reached out to me. I just showed you a picture. What did you think of the, the picture? How would you describe the picture? On she that? just I made, just... it's a modified uh, mask. It's made out of some fabric, I think, that she had at her house. And it's uh, the shape looked like it fit well. And she's covering her mouth because she's working in a hospital situation. Yeah. So she reached out to me. And anytime we're just, we're just going to call her Carrie, because uh, she didn't want us to use her real name, but she's going to allow us to use this picture. Uh, she reached out and in a text message, uh, she said, and let me, let me get you information here, right here. Uh, 
you had a concern because we talked about let's do the same thing that they're doing in Pierce County right now, and maybe we can get some of our listeners and part of the Ron and Don Nation to make these masks. And Ron, you had some concerns that I thought when we were talking about this yesterday off air, uh, your mom's in the or has been in the medical profession. Talk to me a little bit about that because you were you were you were apprehensive about the masks, right? Well, I I, I understand the need. Um, you could not take a homemade mask into a medical facility where you're going to be in a theater of operation. Like, like that is just not allowed into, into, unless we get into super dire straits, like that would not meet the minimum requirements, uh, for anyone that's actually administering care. Having said that, um, I did see some stuff floating around out there from the CDC or from a hospital like this where they're like, okay, this is not going to be, we're, we're trying to ration, the sanctioned uh, equipment for the absolute worst cases. When you draw a concentric circle around that, maybe one or two levels away from those cases, you could have a more homemade mask uh, that is not as protective as an N95. It's better than not having any mask, and it does uh, assist in a person feeling more confident to go about their job. Yeah, I talked to our friend John, who is on the east side. He's a, and he's a firefighter over there. And we, we may be there. We, we may be there at this point. Uh, and, and he said it is a real struggle right now uh, for their fire department on the east side because there's so many people that will get exposed and they end up in a quarantine, right? So that's the issue. And now, as we shared on episode uh, 80 and 81, there are a lot of people that have been quarantined now for the second time. Anyway, so this particular nurse reached out to me and she said that basically um, they have a box of, of the 95s left. There's basically 100 uh, masks in that, in that box that they have up at uh, Kaiser Everett. And then I said, well, what if we started making masks for you? And she said, let me check because she thought it was a great idea. And she t- checked with the folks that are managing that hospital up at Kaiser and Everett. And she said, you know what? They will take anything. They will take anything. So this is what I want to encourage you to do. If you're listening right now, and I'm going to put this up on my page, Don O'Neill. Just look for me on Facebook and follow me on Facebook. I don't think you can friend me, but you can follow me because I have too many uh, uh, friends. I reached my 5,000 limit. Or you can reach out to Ron Upshaw. Ed Troyer from the Pierce County Sheriff's Department, look for him on Facebook. And you'll see he and one of the other sheriffs, they have donned these masks. And they are modeling these masks. This is what I'm asking because they're saying right now and ever, and I can imagine at every medical facility they're going through this because they don't know when they're going to get more masks. The staff has been told to go home and to make your own masks. This is what I'm asking. They are on the front lines. We are at home looking for jobs. Uh, We are about to have to shelter in place. If you have a sewing machine, and you're able to make a mask for a local healthcare worker, then I just want to encourage you to be a part of something bigger than yourself. I'm telling you guys, if I knew how to, I, I made pillows one time in sixth grade. Did you ever see my pillow? It was a hot dog pillow. It wasn't very good. <sighs> I cannot sew. I'm not a good seamstress. I'm not a good tailor. I'm not good at any of those things. But you, if you have that gift... If you have that gift, they would love to hear from you. In fact, this is what she said. 
She says, the management said that we will take whatever you have and whomever can drop them off whenever it's convenient because we are at a point. It's really a point of uh, desperation. You can reach out to Brandon Van Korbach or Kristen Denson. Those are the two managers up at Kaiser and Everett. What I'm asking is that you would take this information. I'm going to put it on my Facebook page, Don O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L-L, and reach out to other people and maybe even share this information. If you're able to sit down with a sewing machine and create some masks. Because these healthcare workers, they shouldn't be going home and making masks. They should be going home and going to bed. They should be going home and try to to connect with their families. They shouldn't have to go home, sit behind a sewing machine, and then try to make this mask when we, who all have time, we could do just that, all right? Would you also IM me if you have any ideas? Find me on Facebook, Don O'Neill. Reach out to me and say, Don, there's a group of us, and we're going to make some masks for Kaiser Hospital up in Everett, all right? If you need an example of the mask, Go to Ed Troyer's page, the PIO at Pierce County, and look at those masks. That's what they are looking for. And again, these aren't the 95s. They won't function like the 95s do, but they will create some kind of protection. And when you have a hospital that says, you know what, we'll take them. We will take a homemade mask. I imagine if that's happening, I'm getting chills right now. I imagine if that's happening at Kaiser and Everett, that's happening at all these hospitals around here. What I don't want you to do is make a bunch of masks and then just kind of show up and expose yourself to something. So make sure that you reach out to the hospital directly and say, we're working on masks for you. That's what they're doing the Pierce County Sheriff's Department. They have people right now making masks, and they think in the next couple of weeks, they will have created 500 masks for all the sheriffs there. Uh, so they'll have something in their car uh, when they risk exposure. Okay. We come back. <sighs> Story time with the sheriff. We'll talk about that next. It's the Ron and Don Show, live from the Les Schwab Studios, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don. 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 You're listening to my dad's podcast. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on ronanddonradio.com. Well, I call it everybody in the Ron and Don Nation, and you may know someone uh, that can really rip it on a sewing machine. Is that what they call it? I don't know. They, they are up there at Kaiser and Everett and all these hospitals around here, and they're experimenting with all kinds of different materials because uh, they don't have the 95 like we were just talking about. Again, reach out to Kaiser Hospital in Everett. And they will take your homemade mask right now. If you're doing something, let me know. Find me on Facebook, Don O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L-L. We can't you I reached my friend limit, but you can follow me. Send me a message and say, hey, we're working on you're this. You're the only Don O'Neill on Facebook. You know what else is cool that I've seen other people do? I have a friend that is a therapist and she's at home. And what she has done is she has gone out online. And she said, if anybody wants to talk free of charge, just IM me and we will get on uh, the phone together. We'll get on a computer together. And she is offering free free therapy 
for people for the next couple couple weeks. I thought that was really cool. That's very cool. Yeah, and then I've had some police officer friends of mine, uh, and Ed is actually one of them, who said, "Hey, if you if you feel really alone right now, go ahead and IM me, and I will reach out to you." So. Uh, we've had people reaching out to us, and we are busy reaching back. I think this is really cool, though, because in the midst of all this, a lot of us are still raising kids. And as a single parent, uh, what Emily Wang from our office said the other day when she said, hey, I've and, and Ron, you said this too, how important structure is. So we took out the whiteboard last night. We have a place in our house that is our classroom. And, uh, and we had class this morning at GeForce Elementary. Here's something. This is a really good idea before kids are ready to go to bed because you want to create structure and routine uh, and also comfort. And there's something that they're doing in Pierce County that I think is really cool. Uh, and is this Sheriff Payton that it, that is about to read for us? Is that uh, right? No, it's 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 close to that. Pa, pa, uh, they they pa, no look at it. It's there's uh, sheriffs. They're in their patrol car. And they bring their favorite childhood book uh, into the patrol car, and then they turn on the video camera, and they read just like story time. And yeah. so I actually downloaded one awesome. that we want to play for. It's a story about some rabbits. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is not my story uh, when I was a kid. We were more of like a Winnie the Pooh family. Totally. And then we had a book about some geese in Boston. Because nice. my uncle lived in Boston. Okay. So that, those were kind of the books that uh, I, on a paddle boat, I don't remember all the stuff. Yeah. Paddle boat, geese, Boston. That's all I remember. We on got that. it. Yeah. Uh, but this is a uh, uh, some story. Are, are you up for a story? I can you know, go for a story. I'm up for a story and a, and a good idea. And they're gonna they're gonna be doing this. I think every day for weeks now. And they just have their sheriff in their patrol cars. Ron said, and they read a story to your child. And this might be good at the end of the day uh, when you're kind of kind of wiped out because uh, it's hard, man, being a teacher. I'm finding out. It's really I don't know how teachers do it. But maybe you play the story time for your kids when when it's time to go to bed. It's a really cool video. They're sitting in the patrol car. They got their gear on, uh, and it's super sweet. So uh, give a listen to a story time. Hello, everyone. My name is Deputy Papin with the Pierce County Sheriff's Department. And kids, you're probably home from school. I wanted to take a load off for parents and for kids, and I'm hoping that you'll join me for story time with the sheriff. I brought my favorite story that I used to like to read to my kids at bedtime. This is called Guess How Much I Love You, and this story is written by Sam McBratney, and the illustrations are by Anita Jaram. Little Nut Brown Hair, who was going to bed, held on tight to Big Nut Brown Hair's very long ears. Those are pretty long ears. He wanted to be sure that Big Nut Brown Hair was listening. Guess how much I love you, he said. Oh, I don't think I could guess that, said Big Nut Brown Hair. This much, said Little Nut Brown Hair, stretching out his arms as wide as they could go. He's a little guy, but he's really stretching. Big Nut Brown Hair had even longer arms. But I love you this much, he said. Hmm, that is a lot, thought Little Nut Brown Hair. You see why? He has very long arms, doesn't he? I love you as high as I can reach, said Little Nut Brown Hair. I love you as high as I can reach, said Big Nut Brown Hair. That is very high, thought Little Nut Brown Hair. I wish I had arms like that. Then, Little Nut Brown Hair had a good idea. He tumbled upside down 
and reached up a tree with his feet. I love you all the way up to my toes, he said. And I love you all the way up to your toes, said Big Nut Brown Hair, swinging him up over his head. That looks like fun. I love you as high as I can hop, laughed Little Nut Brown Hair, bouncing up and down. Look at all these funny pictures of him bouncing around. But I love you as high as I can hop, smiled Big Nut Brown Hair, and he hopped so high that his ears touched the branches above. That's good hopping, thought Little Nut Brown Hair. I wish I could hop like that. I love you all the way down the lane as far as the river, cried Little Nut Brown Hair. I love you across the river and over the hills, said Nick, Big Nut Brown Hair. They're looking all the way across the field, over the river. That's very far, thought Little Nut Brown Hair. He was almost too sleepy to think anymore. Then he looked beyond the thorn brushes into the big dark night. Nothing could be farther than that sky. I love you right up to the moon, he said, and closed his eyes. Oh, that's far, said Big Nut Brown Hair. That's very, very far. You see them together, looking up at the big night sky and the moon. Big Nut Brown Hair settled Little Nut Brown Hair into his bed of leaves. He leaned over and kissed him goodnight. Then he lay down close by and whispered with a smile, I love you right up to the moon and back. There they are. And little nut brown hair went to sleep. So you guys, that is it. The story of guess how much I love you. I hope you like it as well as I do. It's always been a favorite of mine. And remember, we all have a job to do. Mine is out here working, keeping you safe. And yours is to sometimes relax, settle in, and just sleep tight. So with that, sweet dreams. And if you see me around town, give me a wave. This is uh, Deputy Papin, and thank you for sharing bedtime stories with the sheriff. Awesome. That was a real twist at the end there. It really was. Didn't see that coming. Me either. Hey, you guys, there's story time. You can share that with your kids. If you're looking for a job, Kaiser Everett, homemade masks. We need to start making them and sending them, and they'll take them. Uh, you can dig out their phone number, and we also make sure in the show notes that we place the names of the folks that we were referred to that will collect these masks and they have to be washable okay just washable masks and again they're not the 95 but they're better than nothing and they'll take those masks thanks to all the healthcare workers that are on the front lines right now if you're a grocery store clerk you have to who would ever have thought the courage that you have to have to stand there as people are coming in and check them out and check them grocery time it's insane and they're doing a great job so anyway any final uh, thoughts here on as we I, uh, I echo that it a great service uh from the folks at trader joe's on queen anne absolutely washing down every single cart as you walked in super friendly yeah staying six feet apart from everybody you had someone making sure they're at capacity the whole time not violating it just it was incredible there's a lot of bare shells in there and they were stocking as fast as they could I even had a guy go back in the back to get me some tortilla chips. Like it was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. 
So we're about to shelter in place here in Seattle uh, for the next few weeks. And who knows? That could be a few months. So we have to prepare ourselves for that. Uh, and in the meantime, you're at home. Make a mask, right? And you can help others. So he's Ron. I'm Don. You keep your head up, your shoulders back. We'll see you next time only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs>